0: Hello there, my name is Peter Boyd, and you're very welcome to the ULR Parry podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Parry community, as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today I'm joined by our very special guests, Jeanette Anderson, leader of the Parry editorial board and Elsa you ULAR Vice President representing pari so stick around to meet them. On our show today, we'll be discussing experiences and opportunities in volunteering for EULAR pari There's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. So first of all, Jeanette, welcome and thank you very much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Peter. Hi, hi, hi everyone out there. It's great to be here and uh, thank you for inviting me.
0: And of course, we have the EULAR Vice President representing Parry, Elsa Matures. You're very welcome as well, Elsa.
2: Thank you, Peter. It's such a pleasure to be here with all of you.
0: So, as I mentioned, we've a lot of ground to cover and I'll start with yourself, Jeanette. Um, can you share a little bit with, uh, with us a little bit about your volunteer work for Parry? What, what does your role as leader of the editorial board entail?
1: Well, Peter, the the editorial board is responsible for the e-breakthrough newsletter, which issues about four times a year. And uh, some months before each issue, we have an online meeting, approximately one and a half hours, where we plan the content. So which articles to feature and the timeline, the deadlines for the authors. And my job is to create an agenda for the meeting uh, in collaboration with the EULA Secretariat. We get I get a lot of support from the Secretariat, and uh, Yaser is is always very very good to remind me when to do things, <laughs> which is a big help. <laughs> um, during the meeting, I, I moderate the meeting and make sure that we we cover all points um, and and plan new meetings. Um, sometimes there can be a need for a meeting with only the ULA secretariat and our editor, which is presently you, Peter, as you know. <laughs> Doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that's it for for the meetings. Um, as a working group leader, I'm also a member of the uh, Power Committee. Uh, formerly it was the Power Board, now it's the Power Committee. You have to get used to that. Um normally we meet uh, a couple of times a year, but this year, of course, is uh, different circumstances and so on. Um, there's also some work in that, but uh, it also means that I can have a direct influence on the future direction of power, which is very exciting.
0: Excellent. So there's a, a, a fine mix of different things that you do. And obviously, I, I do have a little bit of knowledge already of, of what's, what's involved in, as an editorial board leader. But what, what does a typical week look like then? If, if you have those uh, newsletters coming out maybe four times a year, the different committees and, and, and working groups to, to meet with, what does a typical week look like for you?
1: Well, if it's a week without a meeting, um, my task is to keep an eye out for emails uh, going to and from the working group members, uh, telling if the contributions are coming in as we expect them to, if the authors are happy to write their pieces. Um, It's also my job to check if uh, the working group members are sending out reminders, because we have to send out a reminder to the authors about a week before the deadline, Um, I also have to reach out myself to authors um, and sometimes, not often, but sometimes write small articles myself.
0: Very good. So you're constantly involved, even though there may not be meetings, but you're constantly doing something. And I I wonder, have you volunteered for PARA in other capacities uh, apart from this current role? Have you done anything previously?
1: I'm very glad you asked me that question, Peter, because actually I (laughs) began my, you could call, career within PARA in Young PARA. Um, and I was a part of the group that started Young Power back in 2014, I think it was. Um, and I was a working group member in Young Power until 2017, where I got too old, unfortunately. <laughs> and it was a wonderful time. And, and, and I'm still friends with all the people from back then. So that's really great
0: yeah it's a great it's a great group to be involved with in the in power in the yeah, young power and, and to do that yeah. and I suppose over the time you you've you've embedded yourself with different groups and different different communities what what are the other benefits that volunteering for Power has brought you
1: well it's it's more or less been my stepping stone uh into a world of uh, patient organizations on a more European level um in power, we, also, we always speak about power as one big family, but it truly is a family, and it creates a, a really strong foundation and a network that I can always rely on uh, in all my international work. Um, today I'm, I'm the chair of Lupus Europe and you're a party- trained patient expert in research and development. I don't think I would have had the courage to take on these roles, if not from my experience with power. Uh, it prepared me for the more European view on being a patient. Um, and all these different volunteering positions, they've given my life a new meaning and a new purpose. Uh, so being early re- early retired, then I needed something to use my energy uh, for and, and, and something I was really interested in. And this has proven to be volunteering. Um, I also benefit from the different training courses that Para runs. Uh, For instance, the last one was on leading teams from a distance, which of course is very useful in these times with Corona Mm. and can be used all over the line, not only in Para but everything I do.
0: It's wonderful to hear your, your inspirational talk and, and the different things that, that volunteering has brought to you, but also that uh, Paré can bring you uh, skills and develop those skills and, and put them to use in, in, in many ways in, in your own life. It's great. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, uh, Jeanette. Of course. Let's take a short break now to share with you a brand new Paré resource, the brochure Volunteering with Euler Paré, Making a Difference for People with RMDs. Check out the brochure to find out more about volunteering with Parry, including where and how you can become involved in a diverse range of ULAR Parry activities. You can read and download the brochure easily on the Parry section of the ULAR website. So let's get back to our conversation. And I'm going to move to yourself, uh, Elsa, and hopefully learn a little bit more about volunteering from what we've just heard from uh, Jeanette. Um, Why are volunteers so important to the work of Parry?
2: Well, um, as you know, Ular Pari voices the interest of people with RMDs in all aspects of EULAR and, of course, uh, across Europe. And, um, like every other organization, we all work for the common aim to reduce the impact of RMDs in the individual by pr- promoting and supporting education, research, prevention, and treatment. And, uh, this makes the Pari volunteers very important because, and they are the ones who possess the knowledge, the experience and the expertise of in their own disease. So, um, that's why, like any other organization, volunteers are essential to help us uh, develop our activities. And uh, our activities are strengthened by this, by the fact that are um, promoted and uh, helped by people suffering from our RMDs and living the, the experience of being patients so I think this is very important and this is one of the main uh, factors um, that uh, makes EULARPARI vo- volunteers so precious for us
0: yeah it really is a, a valuable resource that that volunteers bring and 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 they are for for the whole uh, community and and i suppose at the moment paris is developing a volunteers framework as well as a policy uh, can you talk to us about this what what's the purpose of these documents uh, for volunteers
2: yes i i think it you are uh, in paris we, we understood that it was time that we organized uh, the work with volunteers, because we have been working with volunteers for a long time and we have um, a lot of volunteers working for EULAR and PARE, but there was um, no structure approach and, and even being EULAR such a um, complex organization it it it, it may felt for the volunteers that it was uh, as a volunteer would feel a little bit lost inside the organization. So we decided to map the, our volunteers to evaluate, to, to ask them to evaluate their contribution as a volunteer. And then um, we decided to, let's say, put together all, all the rules um, that should be um, followed and covered by ULAR and the volunteers. So this is one uh, the purpose of the volunteers policy, which is now uh, finalized and then um, it will soon be approved, <laughs> we hope. And um, then we will have this uh, document, this let's say binding document uh, when EULAR and the volunteers know uh, exactly what to expect from each other. And um, so I, we believe that it was needed and it was the right time to do it. And we are also uh, developing um, a handbook. And in this handbook, we will have all the detailed information, a very comprehensive approach. Um, because since we have so many volunteers and working in different areas, different working groups, with different roles and different tasks, um, I think it would be very good to have um, a piece of um, work a handbook with all the necessary information. And that a volunteer should have when um, be- becoming a, a volunteer, volunteering in in, in Ular-Pare. because uh, they have a lot of opportunities uh, to 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 get involved. They they the volunteers will share insights and uh, help us to, to stay informed. Uh, they will help us develop communications. It's we we all know it's very important to to provide testimonials and statements and i think we all uh, like to identify ourselves with someone else that uh, has the same problems that we have so this is also very important it, it makes you feel not being alone you there's uh, a lot of uh, people like you in, in the whole world world so i think this is very important they can also uh, the volunteers can also help us plan and deliver events uh, we have webinars um we have the conference, the Paris conference, and even the Congress. We have a, a lot of opportunities for, to, for people to get involved. And also, of course, one of the main things is to help us raise the voice of people with RMDs across Europe. And uh, like Jeanette said, by doing this, we will be also raising the voice of people with RMDs in our own countries. Because um, it, it, uh, when you start as a volunteer in such an organization as you are and, and within a family, then it's very difficult to not to feel empowered and to, to bring this uh, all energy and all knowledge to your own country and your own organization.
0: Well, I, I'm already involved with 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 Paray as of, as a volunteer. But the case has been made and the benefits have been uh, put forward so passionately and so in, inspirationally by both Jeanette and, and yourself, Elsa. Um, anyone who's listening to this, they they must be interested in volunteering with Paré and becoming involved. So, what what should their first step be? What, what should they do next to become involved as a volunteer?
2: Well, uh, we will uh, launch a regular call for volunteers, so they should be, uh, should should pay attention to this call for volunteers. Uh, Within this call, there will be an application form and then most probably an interview, online interview, of course. And after that, we will provide uh, induction webinars so they can understand what is EULAR and what is Pare and um, if specific training uh, is needed then we will try to to sort it out and to offer it and um, what's now also developed is uh, the chance to provide a certificate and a reference letter uh, to the volunteer after uh, one year or two of experience of getting involved because this is also very important nowadays and we of course always try to match the interest and the skills um, of the volunteers to the, our own needs to ensure uh, ensure a mutual benefit, and but most important is to enjoy the, their work, and yet feel enriched enriched by their involvement, uh, and um, they feel the volunteers should feel the contribution is relevant and it matters, and of course for um, any other. If, and if you want to, to get more information and to feel and to get involved, you can always uh, check the UR website and the pare community um, folder there and uh, for any question uh, just email pare at ular.org and some, someone will provide you an answer to that.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. That's how you get involved. And if ever a case needed to be made for volunteerism within Eulair I think we've had a perfect example there from from both Jeanette and Elsa. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's listened out there. But thank you especially to Jeanette Anderson and Elsa Mitchell for sharing with us a little bit about their experiences, as well as the opportunities and the new developments in volunteering with Eulair Parry. Jeanette and Elsa, thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. It's a pleasure being
1: here.
2: Thank you.
0: So join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time, take care.